Butcher? What happened? My wife. She's alive. Vought's holding the gap of somewhere. And right now, we're in a little bit of trouble. Are you fucking with us? Listen, this is a fucking mess. We're the most wanted lads in the country. We got soup terrorists. And we got no superheroes. Hi! I'm Stormfront. Who? I'm the new girl. Wonderful. What's your big plan? We'll take them for it. There we go. And I get my wife back. We're in. Of course we're in. We blow it up in the air. All right, folks, welcome back for our brand new review episode of Words from Words. I'm JT. By my side and in your ears always is my co-host, Adu. Yo. What's up? What's going on, bro? Nothing. Just uh, well, you know, today we're talking about that uh, that Amazon Prime original series, The Boys, season two, which uh, we reviewed season one a while back. Go check that out if you ain't listened to it. And both of us loved it, if I recall. Absolutely, I was in love with it. Yeah, it was, it was a, a completely unique take on the superhero genre. It was. It was. It, it kind of. It kind of stuck up on me because, like, I I had seen a, a little trailer and I was like, oh, you know, that seems interesting. I didn't really give it too much thought. But then you texted me out of the blue and you were like, hey, bro, you gotta check this out. You know, it's one it's of the few times you you did it almost instantly after I recommended something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, you know, I, I, okay, I guess I'll, I'll I'll take a look at it. You know, it did seem pretty interesting, and I watched it. I I think I watched it in like a day. Man, because it was it was eight episodes and that shit was it was it was crazy. It was good. So today we are going to be discussing the first four episodes of the boys. Because uh, um, Amazon, for some reason, or not Amazon. I'm sorry. The producers, from what I read, um, decided that they want to release the first three episodes, and then after that, each episode a week, one episode a week until the season is over. Exactly, which is killing me. And there's there's a it's fun, there's a little bit of controversy about that. Some uh some pissed off fans leaving. Absolutely, one, it was in one, one Star format. Reviews. Yeah, it was in one format for binging, and now it's it's episodic like fucking regular cable TV. Yeah, man. I mean, it sucks, but you know, it, it keeps you wanting more. So. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's why they wanted to do it like that. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of angry fans uh, leaving one-star reviews on Amazon, which I don't really see how that's going to Well, I don't know help. why review bombing a, such a great show is like, that's yeah. not really a way to fucking, you know, if you have a, disc- a problem, fucking tweet about it. Don't review bomb a show that you actually like. Yeah, that that just seems like it might hurt the show, if anything. Uh, yeah, I we all know it's, it's just fucking upset ass fans yeah. so yeah uh this week we're gonna be reviewing the first four episodes and we're gonna i guess i don't know we're gonna try to be as structured as possible um 
So yeah, just start out with the the first episode where the first thing we see is Gus Fring. I mean, it's not Gus Fring. It's it's John Carlo Esposito. Esposito, my man. He's, he's I love that actor, but I mean, he's, he's kind of playing Gus Fring if we're being real. I mean, if we're playing real, he kind of has the same demeanor in all of his. At least his more modern roles. Yeah, yeah, The Mandalorian, Breaking Bad, uh, The Boys, etc. This man is really trying to trying to break back into pop culture. Well, you know, I ain't mad at it. I oh, ain't mad hey, at him either. Did you Did you know? And he's um, he's he's freaking Lex Luthor. Yeah, I, that was just what, that's what I was, that was what I was about to say. Yeah, man. That's so you know, and he's a really good. It's so funny because a week before I started watching Harley Quinn, I was thinking to myself. You know, if they wanted to cast a new Lex Luthor, John Carlos Esposito would be a solid choice. And then I found out, oh shit, he's the voice of Lex Luthor. So yeah, that's crazy. John Carlos Esposito, yeah. he's the real deal. Yeah, but um, from from the events of season one, uh, the boys are in hiding because they've basically become public enemies. Uh, numbers one through four, or I guess five. Uh, due to Butcher, well, Homelander framed Butcher as the murderer of uh, the lady. Madeline Sitwell. That division of Vought played by Elizabeth Shue. Do you remember that character's name? Madeline Sitwell. Yeah, uh, Madeline Sitwell played, yeah, as I said, played by Elizabeth Shue. And as we know, last season, uh, she was actually killed by Homelander with his laser vision after, you know, that whole thing happened with the baby and uh, Butcher. You know, finding out about their little thing. By the way, did they say what happened to the baby? They said it just wound up at a neighbor's house, like a, a few blocks away. Okay, okay, I, I thought that's what happened. Okay, I, I thought I thought I'd seen a little news blurb or whatever. So we then find out that there's a new member of the seven. Unless am I am I forgetting anything? Um, no, you're not. That, I mean, well, initially we find out, you know, Homelander is, uh, uh, he's not open to, um, the change of leadership in the seven. Cause initially when we're, when the, after, you know, Elizabeth Shue is kind of, um, oh boy, it was that other guy's, it was his funeral. What was his name? The, um, Translucent. Yeah, it was Translucent's funeral. And, you know, of course, uh, Homelander is giving us the bullshit. Oh, we're sorry. Oh, he's a soup terrorist. Uh, he's the uh, victim of a soup terrorist, you know. And my, I, have to, I have to give, um, just pulling up his name real quick, Anthony, a- Anthony Starr, a lot of credit uh, in this role. because He plays amazing. a sociopath so well. He really does. He's 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 an amazing job as Homelander. Like, there's so much acting in like his facial expressions alone. You know, Absolutely. it's it's wild. It's like he's Homelander. You never know what Homelander's gonna do next. You know, every Homelander scene, you're just tense because you don't because this nigga's insane and you don't know what the fuck he's about to do. You know, but yeah, man. Um, they introduce that they're they're bringing a new soup onto the into the seven. Actually, they're, they're actually wait did they say one yeah because uh they they needed to replace translucent or the deep either one one, one of them needed to be replaced yeah it was uh well i guess both actually no because starlight did that right starlight was a replacement for translucent, for translucent? okay so so uh, they're replacing the deep 
yeah, Stormfront is the deep stuff. And, you know, <clears throat> of course, corporate is on the job. And, you know, uh, we're, we initially meet, uh, I can't remember the, the, the character's name. I don't even know if his name was said. But a blind superhero with, like, super sharp accuracy. Basically a pl- uh, an Asian play on Daredevil. I'm pretty sh- I'm, like, 80% sure his name was Blindspot. Oh, that is oh so ironic. Anyway, um, that's such an ironic name. But he's basically yeah, he's an Asian, you know, gray Asian ripoff of Daredevil, you know, and mm. oh, before you go further, I'm just gonna clarify spoilers for the first four episodes. So if you don't want to be spoiled at all, uh, watch the episodes and then come back. Okay, go ahead. And, you know, Homelander's a Homelander. You know, being the fucking sociopathic dick he is, he he initially seems amused. Not necessarily. No, no, I wouldn't say amused. He initially seems open to the idea of you know this 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 blind guy with extraordinary gifts joining the team. You know, we as the audience think, okay, here's the new the new asshole. Uh, but actually, no, Homelander's still the biggest asshole because. He steps up to the guy, you know, very friendly, and he just fucking collapses his guy's, this guy's eardrums. He starts fucking spraying blood out of his ears all over the place. Homelander, wow, you're... It's, it's an honor, sir. Wait. Hold on. You can tell it's me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's impressive. Now you don't need super eyes when you have super ears. Can I just say, that is amazing. And you, my friend, are a true hero. Not because of what you do for a job, but well, because of what you've overcome. Thank you. That means everything coming from you. Oh, stop it. Come on. Hey, guys, um, I just have one question, if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right. So uh, what happens if, uh, I don't know, I do this. And now you're just another useless fucking blind guy. This must be some kind of a joke. And you know what's crazy? He had me going. He really did. For a second there, I, I thought Homelander was really about to be like, yeah, okay, yeah, this guy's cool, whatever, he can join, join the seven. And this nigga just walks up to him, fucking bell claps his fucking ears, and like, he didn't even have to do that. He could have just been like, nah, I don't want you in my team. Like, he didn't have to do that to him. Nah, well, yeah. And the reason why it was a blind guy is because the, you know, the new, the replacement for Madeline, uh, I forget her name. Ashley. Uh, Ashley, I I knew it was Ashley. Um, Ashley, she's kind of. Uh, taking her uh, Madeline's place and kind of trying to oversee the team this, of the seven, and they're trying to be super inclusive to like reach out to other demographics. So they're trying to touch different races, different disabilities, and you know other things like sexuality. And Homelander's just a huge dick to the whole idea of, of whatever that he has no control over. Yeah, kind kind of a play on um diversifying, you know, uh, pop culture and media, you know, even even specifically superhero media, for example. 
Yeah, this this and this and this these first few episodes, you know, are very like reference heavy, so without even trying to be, you know. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, for the marketing guy, remember the marketing guy? He was basically to me the way he was talking about um, the seven movie or whatever the movie was. Oh, the the guy pitching the script towards Martinez's Miami mansion, and Martinez makes a run for it. Octavio, vamonos, vamonos, mi amigo. Octavio accelerates, but Homelander laser blasts out the tires. Martinez gets out of the car, dazed, looks up. Homelander, you're under. Oh, ho, ho. slaps the handcuffs on Martinez. The cops take him away. Homelander turns to the other heroes. We should work together more often. You mean like a team up? Exactly. All seven of us. Holy shit. It basically fucking Michael Bay and Zack Snyder rolled into one fatter nerd. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty funny, actually. The way he like, was pitching it, because the the uh the fucking the font they used, the font they used for the uh, for the poster was the Batman versus Superman font. Oh, sh- I didn't even peep that. I'm like, damn, like really going hard, heavy, hard, uh, heavy handed on the references. Well, I mean, I think I think it from the jump, this show has very clearly been mostly a send up of the DCEU. You think the only the DCEU? Well, I guess, I guess kind of, yeah, you're right. As far as, like, aesthetically and, well, like... Right, the, yeah, we got the, the one yeah. kind of American Boy Scout, the, you know, the princess of some ancient uh, warrior race. Uh, you know, we've got a guy in all black who hardly says anything, and this guy actually says nothing. You saw mm-hmm. Speedster. Yeah, you're right. The way it's filmed, everything's not not as gray as the DCEU, but gray-ish. You know, it's kind of, it's kind yeah, of a little, it's got that, it's you know, got it's, that, it's got that, that look. brownish tinge, tinge to it, that brownish, grayish, bluish tinge to it. Yeah, I think they're very clearly taking uh, inspiration from the DCEU as far as how this, this show is filmed and edited. In some regards, yeah. But, um, you know, as we further progress, we, you know, the we're introduced to, um, to, uh, dang, what's her name? Stormfront? Stormfront. She's, man. She's, and where's she from? She's from Portland, so. Yes. She's very clearly an outspoken, kind of, you know, typical Portland woman, so to speak. Not that that's a bad thing, but it is a, it is somewhat of a, of a, of a, a stereotype of Portland women at this point. I, I think it was very, um, very interesting what they're doing. So do you have any knowledge of Stormfront from the comic books? I know Stormfront from the comic books is kind of a Nazi who... <laughs> Not kind of a Nazi, straight up. Straight Okay, is a straight up Nazi and was a man. Dude, dude literally has a swastika on his cape. He's a big ass swastika. When you think about it, the lightning bolts kind of look like that, that swastika thing. Yeah, yeah. So the singular uh, one. I thought it was... Uh, hold on just a second. So I'm looking at Stormfront right now. I remember she had those those like those earrings. Okay, because I know uh, I'm looking at a picture of Stormfront right now, and you know I I see that she wears these kind of lightning bolt earrings, which kind of are reminiscent of a a version of the swastika sticker that they wear around oh, yeah. their arms. 
the the SS joint. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, and also Stormfront in real life is uh famously a a, a neo Nazi white nationalist white supremacist website news site as well. So it, it it's very obvious where the the character arc with this character is going and i like that how they don't they don't have it be it's not very obvious at first like the the longer the season goes the more you start to see it until the The, the layers start to peel back the layers of racism yeah yeah at first because in the in in the first episode you just oh she's kind of a outspoken yeah she's um, like very opinionated very feminist yeah yeah exactly exactly very sarcastic you know it's all it's kind of hilarious because i was i was just looking at uh the twitter reactions to people watching the first episode, and they almost mirrored the same reactions that Stormfront was getting in the show, because Stormfront is always like live live streaming on like IG Live or whatever, and so you see the little comments. It was very similar. It's funny. They're like, "Oh shit, I, I fuck with Stormfront. Who's Stormfront? Yeah, she kind of cool. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Oh, I am standing Stormfront right now. Like a whole bunch of people on Twitter and shit." Until they continue watching, and then they're like, "Oh, wait, never uh, hold up, wait a minute, what?" You know, but you know, when we talk about episode three, we'll we'll get to why that is. So yeah, um, how do you feel about Stormfront as a seemingly the antagonist for season two? Um, I feel like she's, I I like the choice. First of all, you know, continuing in that women can be evil as well. From Madeline Stitwell to to Stormfront, it's somewhat in the beginning uh, morally ambiguous with Queen Maeve, and um, but particularly on Stormfront, she from the from kind of a, a, a front facing surface, she seems like she's very like she's very like 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 you said, very outspoken. She she's very social media active. She seems kind of like a I want to say a Trump advocate in a, in a sense. She she's um the way she talks to the crowd and the way she talks to people. She sounds like you know some uh, uh somebody in Trump's cabinet. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, people. you're right. You know. Yeah, it, I hear it. Yeah, she definitely definitely. I, she's definitely very smart. I'm not. I'm. I'm going to give it to her to the actress. She. She plays the role like she's got many things under her sleeve. Like, yeah, she she'll talk her shit and she'll insult you maybe five ways to Sunday. But I, she, I can tell that Stormfront as a character has a lot uh, to offer us this season in terms of being an antagonist. And uh, she's played by Aya Cash, who people may know from "You're the Worst" on FX. I have not seen that show, but her. Yeah, I've I've seen a couple of episodes. It was alright, but yeah, I love Aya Cash here. She's doing a really good job with Stormfront. Um, another subplot actually that they introduce uh, in the first episode is uh, more adventures with the Deep. Yeah, the Deep is kind of you know after he's kind of we're drunk at this point after being washed out of the seven. We see him bouncing from bar to bar and causing problems. I love how the bartender didn't say if you get if you don't get out of here I'm gonna call the cops. The man said if you don't get out of here I'm gonna call TMZ. TMZ will fuck your life up quicker than the cops will. 
At least if you're the deep anyway. Yeah. Oh, that was, I thought that was kind of funny. But yeah, um, so the deep, while, you know, kind of depressed and drunk in uh, some, some town in the middle of nowhere, meets up with another soup called Eagle the something. I do not recall. It's Eagle Eye. It's not Eagle Eye. I think it is. It's Eagle Eagle something. It is Eagle the Archer. Just Eagle the Archer? That is such a terrible name. It is. And you know what? Honestly, honestly, the name that the Deep thought his name was, Ravenwing, that sounds way better. Yeah. And you know what? Yo, I feel bad for this brother. Because... This is a world where superpowers are given to you from, like, an injection at birth, right? From Compound V. This, this brother, this poor brother, he got Compound V. You know, other people, they got the power to fly. They get super strength. They, they can talk to fish. Yeah, which, yeah even that's kind of cool. They, this man got the power of being good at shooting arrows. Man, you know, that, how sad is that? What a power, man! That's what Compound V gave him. It's not, and it's not like uh, 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 Green Arrow or Hawkeye, where they just trained until they were good at shit. No, no, no. This is this guy's power. His power is being good at archery. That's just sad. Honestly, I I see why he joined uh, this uh, this group called the Collective. That's probably how they got him. They was like, "Nigga, your powers are weak as fuck. You should join our group." And speaking of the collective, which appears to be a very heavy Scientology parody, I mean, definitely. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's 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 Scientology. They just don't call it that. It literally is Scientology. Yeah, and how much you want to bet? Fucking Queen Maeve is in, is like the head of it or something like that. What? Well, Queen Maeve. What makes? Not, I'm sorry, not Queen Maeve. Stormfront. Stormfront. My bad. Oh, Stormfront. Hmm. You know, I, I'm going to say no. I don't think so. Or, because... or okay, hear me out. The, that um, John, es- John Carl Esposito's character is head of the collective as well as Vaughn. Hmm. That would, be, that would be shocking. I don't think so only because I think it would it, it'd be a little too convoluted because it'd be like, Hold on, this nigga is in charge of Vought and in charge of the collective. I don't think they're gonna like try to mix the subplots like that. But that'd be wild as shit if that was true. That'd be crazy as hell. Like if the collective cause like if if, if the collective was this all-encompassing uh, uh organization that has its hands and everything. I see I see what you mean. I see what you're talking about. That'd be wild. But I, I don't think they're gonna do that though. But it'd be crazy if they did. Mark my words. I do, Matthew. You mark my words. It's going to happen. But yeah, um, Eagle is trying to get the Deep to join the Collective. I guess, you know, in the in the same way that Scientology tries to get celebrities to join their uh, religion as well. Yeah. So that's, that's the subplot. That's his subplot for the season, it seems. And uh, meanwhile, Huey played by his uh Jack Quaid, son of uh Dennis, Dennis Quaid, Quaid and, and uh, yeah and Meg Ryan. Uh and uh ooh, oh my goodness. Storm 
not Stormfront, Starlight. Starlight, geez. So many S names. Uh, they they come together to reveal that Vought created, that superheroes aren't born. They're created by Vought using Compound V because that was unknown to the world until they revealed it. And that was their plan. And Starlight is played by, give me just a second, Aaron Moriarty. And, you know, th- 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 there's something, it seems like there's something going on with Huey. Like he's suffering some sort of, He's suffering PTSD. He doesn't yeah. know how to handle it. Yeah, because it's like every now and then he'll just watch Billy Joel music videos on his iPhone just staring at them. Yeah. I think that's how he calms himself down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably what it is. And um, in the first episode, Butcher is still missing. You know, the boys, they have, nowhere, they have no idea where he is. They're basically hiding in a basement of some some like building or laundromat or some shit. Uh, they're they're holed up with some of French some guys that Frenchie knows that are also like gangsters. But through there we find out that someone is having soups brought into the into the uh, into the city. But not just soups, quote unquote super villains. Because if you recall in season one, Stormlander sent Compound V around the world. So that the military would have. I'm sorry. What? What happened? You said Stormlander. Oh, did I say Stormlander? Are you sure? Definitely. Oh, shoot, my bad. Homelander. <laughs> Homelander. Now I, I'll take your word for it. I probably did. Homelander. My mistake. Uh, sent Compound via around the world to create supervillains, so that they'd have an excuse to combine the seven to have the seven be a part of uh, the armed forces. In order to fight them, so uh, the the soup that they snuck into the city turns out is Kimiko's brother, who is who's got like earthquake powers. I'm guessing. No, no, it wasn't earthquake. Powers. Not earthquake. He has telepathy. Yeah, exactly, telepathy. Kimiko, played by Karen Fukuhara, who you may also know from Suicide Squad as this is Katana. Katana. <laughs> What'd you call her? This is Katana. She's yeah. got my back. <laughs> I suggest not getting killed by her. Her sword—that <laughs> fucking line, dog. But yeah, man. Um, I I, I really like uh, Karen Fukuhara as Kimiko because she's she's really doing. She's she's doing a lot of like acting in this show because Kimiko doesn't physical speak. acting. Yeah, yeah, physical acting exactly because Kimiko doesn't speak. She like it's not like American Sign Language or anything like that. It's like some form of like physical language that she came up with with her brother. But yeah, man, you know her brother. They're 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 fighting and they 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 find her brother, and Butcher comes back as well. You know, everyone's kind of Huey is mostly pissed off that he was just gone without saying anything. But yeah, man, uh, they they find Chemical's brother. They bring him. Well, they got to chase him around. The, they chase him around the city first, you know, causing a bunch of destruction and whatnot. And uh, they eventually catch up to him and they capture him. But Kimiko, you know, she's worried about him because the whole reason that Kimiko's brother came to the city was to try and take out Homelander, right? Mm-hmm. Because Homelander is the one who's been like 
kind of fucking shit up, you know, across in other countries, you know. It's it, uh, low-key, it's kind of almost like a commentary on America's foreign policy a little bit. And you how know? we the, feel like we are the Superman, so to speak. Yeah. And we have to go over and, and help. It, exactly. And... Exactly, exactly. This show, it's, 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 it's not too subtle with its messages, but, you know, it's, it's, it's just subtle enough, you know. Um, was that everything that happened in the first episode? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, we gotta get to what's next. You know what happens when they finally capture uh, Kimiko's brother. Okay, the second episode, which I mean, for, the first episode was already just a, a great way to like bring. I, I feel like we. Should, I feel like we should just. Um, I feel like we should we should do this like we reviewed the first three as a whole because they were released together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, in a way, it's almost like a like a three hour movie, you know. Yeah, because because even though it's an eight, probably another eight episode season, this and they're only they're doing the episodic releases now. I feel like the first three were just to dip our toes into into the season to see what what they're trying to set up. Yeah. Oh. I did realize I just forgot something. What was that? We oh, also find out, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we find out that the reason why Butcher is still alive is because Homelander cut a deal. We with, don't find that uh, out to episode three, though. To episode four. We don't find that out to episode four. No, that was in the first episode, man. It was? Yeah. That was like the, the last thing we see in the first episode. That's the lead-in into episode two. We find out that um, Becca cut a deal with uh, Homelander to let to let Butcher live, and if if he lets Butcher live, then he gets to see his son. So, and and the scenes with Homelander, Becca, and their kid are probably the tensest scenes this season. Because again, it's with Homelander. It's almost like you never know how this dude is feeling. You never know what he's gonna do next. Yes, Even- much like much like Starlight said, it's like living with a loaded gun in your face. Yeah, exactly, man. It really is, and you just feel for her. It's it's the the scenes in Becca's home. They're almost like they're almost like scenes you would see in a movie about an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, where Homelander, he's like. He's like that the 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 dad, right? He's like the abusive dad who like the mom knows he's a piece of shit, but she also knows that if she doesn't let him like see the kid that he's going to do some shit. And he's there's no one There's no one Becca can t- can talk to about it cuz she's on Vot property, you know, Vot's obviously not going to do nothing about it. They're p- pretty much scared of Homelander too. She can't go to the police. You know, because I mean, again, Homelander, he's basically, you know, he's, he's, he's Superman, right? He's a sociopathic Superman. Yeah, Superman, if he was raised by uh, LexCorp as opposed to Mom and Pocket. Yeah, Homelander is basically, you know, um, he's basically Superman if he was raised by LexCorp as opposed to Mom and Pocket. Facts, facts. And it, even, and you get the feeling, even Homelander's. Homelander caring, quote unquote, caring about his kid. It's almost like another form of narcissism because the only reason he even gives a shit about his kid is because his kid has powers just like him. Like you, you get the re- you get the you get the feeling that if his kid was normal, he wouldn't give a shit about him. 
I 100% agree. And I feel like Homelander only gives a shit because either he wants to raise him to be just like him, or he eventually wants to, like, even as an as an older man or whatever, because I don't know how Homelander ages, um, you know, challenge his son and prove that he will be the dominant hero no matter if he was born, if his son was born with it or, or not, because yeah. Homelander is just such a narcissist. Yeah, I mean, you can even see it in the way he talks to him, you know. Uh, hey, we're, we're gods. We're better than these mud people. And, you know, it's like, it's so, it's up. He has a, dis- it's very obvious that he has disdain for the people he I saved. Think, I think he's bipolar. Really? Well, uh, why do you think that? Because he's able to, he's, he, he flips a switch so quickly, he, he could be fine and then watch or see a meme on the television and that will immediately trigger him and his mood changes. Like it's these subtle facial tics and, and twitches and lip tremblings. I'm like, okay, this guy is about to fucking, I know this guy wants to fly through the roof and just destroy the entire city right now. That's the, that's the first time I've ever heard anyone even uh, bring that up as a possibility. That that uh, Homelander might be bipolar. I like, oh, okay. I never even thought about it like that. I just saw it as like he's he's just he's easily triggered. You know, he's got a he's got a quick temper. You know, but yeah, yeah. I never he might he might be. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, he, he, you just feel so uncomfortable in these scenes, and the the way it's done, it's done so well. You know, you just. You, you want Becca and that kid to get as far away from him as possible, you know, <laughs> especially after that, uh, that scene where Homelander takes him up to the roof, right? Hey kid, you can fly just like me. And he just shoves him off. Bro. What a dick is Homelander guy. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna lie. I laughed because he fell right on. He landed on his face, man. That was, I'm not gonna lie. I, I laughed a little bit. You know, he luckily he is actually a soup, so he was for the most part okay. But I'm just saying, bro. You know, that was it was almost as bad as when Game of Thrones did. Yeah, I was like, oh, this guy, this guy. I mean, I know his kid probably has powers, but this guy is really willing to to kill his own son. I mean, I know it wasn't that high, but Jesus Christ. He said twenty feet. You fall from twenty feet on your face. You're not gonna be all right. You know, I mean, but it was also grass as opposed to paper. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you might you might break an arm or something. Yeah, but thank goodness. Day. And then, you know, of course, the son wakes up and Homelander's like saying, you're raising my son like a pussy. He's a, he's a fucking sissy. He's, he doesn't know what, what, he, what powers he has. Like Homelander just being a dick, totally talking sh- shit about the way, you know, Allison, is her name? Her name's Allison, right? Becca. Fucking hell. The way Becca's raising their son. <laughs> By the way, did you recognize Becca? No. You, you don't recognize her as I her mean, showing she's up? Familiar to me. She's familiar to me, but I don't know specifically where, why she is. Think think DC Comics. That does not narrow Think it the CW. Uh, think the Flash. Still nothing? She was the Flash's girlfriend for a short time. No, you're, you're getting closer. Was she Cisco's girlfriend? For Not time? Cisco. You were right the first time. Oh, she was Barry's. Yep. Mm, I definitely don't. I was probably in one of the first one or two seasons. 
Yep, yep. I definitely don't remember that. She was uh, Detective Patty Spivet. Ah, uh, Patty Spivet. Carter, I, I like Patty. She was, she was, she was. You know, I liked her on the Flash. She was. I thought, right. she, I thought she matched Barry's energy very well. I was saying, you know, it's actually it's funny that so many people say it feels like every other person they paired up with Barry other than Iris accidentally matched up better with Barry than Iris. Yeah, their relationship often feels forced. This, this literally, they had they had bad chemistry, and then she just kind of disappeared off the face of the earth because she yeah. moved to some other, I think, coast city or whatever. But yeah, uh, back to the boys. We see we see Becca actually try to talk to Vought, but they're like, "Hey, look, there's nothing we can do. Look, we're we're just as scared of uh, Homelander as you are. So I mean, you you're just gonna have to deal, bro." Yeah, we don't want to antagonize many further. You're just gonna to have to. We can't help you. We're so sorry. Yeah, yeah, and um, you get the sense that as big a hero as Homelander is, this guy is a, or at least appears to be on the outside. He, if he does, if he really wants to let go, the facade of being a hero. He's going to make the best fucking villain by the end of oh, the yeah. series. Oh, yeah. I mean, a guy could level the city in, like, minutes. Possibly seconds. Probably. Yeah. It's, it's a dangerous situation. I mean, what do you, that's, that's an interesting subplot to even look at, because it's like, what do you do when you're not on... And it's not even really like they're in a relationship, necessarily. Because keep in mind, Homelander uh, raped Becca. You know, it's it's not it's not an actual relationship at all. But it's almost like, what do you do when you're in a, an abusive relationship, and the guy also has superpowers? You know, right? Well, not, not an abusive relationship, but yeah, yeah. Because again, it's not it's not like an actual like relationship or nothing like that. But yeah, you know, this it's it's it's, it's almost like kind of like that because you know he's the the. the the father they have a relationship in that he is the father of her kid yeah man that 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 shit is that shit is wild i'm i'm very interested in how that subplot is going to work out and <laughs> going further along on the on the whole homelander is very much insane thing how about homelander and the shapeshifter homelander i mean homelander is a sick fuck let's be honest let's be clear homelander is sick and even when he was in visiting Madeline's uh, old office. Oh my God. I totally forgot about that scene. The, the fucking, when he, what? Okay. So he Madeline's fucking, old office, yo. Yeah. They were renovating it, you know, for Ashley. And since she took over Madeline's position and her, you know, her old fridge was there. And of course she had just given birth not too long ago. And before she passed or sorry, was killed. And Homelander finds it, opens it, and he starts, I mean, he finds it, opens it, and starts drinking a bottle of her unused breast milk. Dog, I don't know what it, okay, so I think it's pretty obvious Homelander has a, a Oedipus complex, right? Some some form of Oedipus complex? Absolutely. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah for sure. It's, it's some kind of something with milk. <laughs> you know, now that I think, I wonder if it's a coincidence that there's a character on this show with the nickname Mother's Milk. 
do you think that's on purpose or or you I, think it's just a coincidence? I I think it might be just a coincidence. It might okay. Cause I was just I was just wondering because I was thinking about that. The other I mean, but so, that yeah. is I mean that yeah that that's a, a pretty strong coincidence. Mother's milk. He likes drinking the milk the milk of a you know recently newborn mother. I'm just saying, if Mother's Milk winds up being the one to take out Homelander, that'd be dope as hell. Yeah, I mean, so far, I feel like he's had the least character development out of, out of these three or four episodes. He has. I mean, I'm Until not... Until the fourth episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does. He does get some, some... We get some background on him in the fourth one, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to we'll, that. We'll, we'll get there. But uh, going, on, going to the deep, yes, now that he's, um, you know... Some, I guess he's a part of this collective. I guess they're hyping him up so that he can join, rejoin the seven. And of course, um, the boys are transporting um, Kimiko's brother, you know, to a safe house for the CIA or I guess the government to use um, and I guess interrogate. And the deep kind of, kind of catches up to them when the seven are looking for them and the, the terrorists there there is something that happens with the deep before that though that you're forgetting that i'm forgetting mm-hmm. you remember when he touched oh, rooms oh, oh oh yeah he he starts talking to um well he takes some drugs he's given drugs by you know um Was eagle it huh was it the collective who gave it no to it him? was in that where what was that um that that it was in that soda. What was that soda they kept giving him? Shasta. No, it wasn't Shasta. Yes, it was. It was Shasta. I I, I remember specifically because it, they was, kept it was it was it was Refresco. Oh, you're right, Frisco. My bad. Yeah, might, yeah you remember yeah, specifically. Uh-huh. I could have sworn he said Shasta, but yeah, yeah I think you're right. I think it was because like, uh, they kept putting like the the certain angles. They kept putting emphasis on the cans. I'm like, okay, there's clearly something in this can because they kept offering it to him. And then, you know, once he finally went into his room, which they locked him in, of course, he starts tripping fucking balls. He and starts his... talking to his gills. Yep. Did, did you did you recognize the voice? Voiced by Patton Oswald. Yep. Of all things, who I think it would have been so funny if he had been cast as Oswald Colfax. But we're going but we're not gonna talk about that today. Um and he starts having this heart to heart, you know, about how He's mistreated women because and mistreated them and abandoned them before they could do the same because he thought that they would all shame him and make him feel bad for the placement of his gills and for having them. And he has this whole kind of breakdown of of why he does what he does to women and why he feels he must constantly live in a spotlight and want attention. And it's like, wow, this is this is a deeper conversation that I thought any anybody would have on the show, let alone the deep. Mm-hmm. And and I wanna I wanna ask you this, uh-huh. because some people feel like the show is almost trying to to rehab the deep and have you feel bad for him, even though in season one we find out he's a rapist, as you know he he sexually assaulted um, Starlight. Starlight. You know, on her on her first day of being a member of the Seven. So I just do, do you like do you agree with that or disagree or like or what or how do you feel about that? I mean, I think it's an interesting topic to really think about because 
rehabbing somebody's public image, um, especially after a sexual assault that they themselves committed, it's like that happens in the real world, but we never see anyone's like a redemptive arc for them, so to speak. We don't see any redemption. They're kind of just shunned from society. So it's interesting that this show um, is trying to bring the deep, uh, rehabilitate the deep's image, so to speak. And so you, so you do think that they're doing that? I oh, definitely. I definitely yeah. think they're trying to do that. You are you saying like intentionally because of backlash, or just intentionally because? No, of- no, not 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 necessarily intentionally because of backlash. More like this is just the story they're choosing to tell. Oh this yeah, because this this guy who's you know a knockoff Aquaman, who I I can't really tell if he if his only two powers are that he can breathe underwater and talk to to fish life, because it doesn't seem like he does much else besides those two. I, I think he's probably got yeah, some form maybe of maybe like a little super strong, but invulnerability or something too. Maybe I'm, I, he's probably bulletproof, right? I would say no, not with those gills. I mean, uh, well, yeah. Um, cause I, I, I don't know. I didn't think that's what they were trying to do myself. Cause I, 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 the way I saw it, when you, when a, when a story is trying to redeem someone, they're always showing them in the most positive light possible. Right. But to me, I, I never felt bad for the deep at all. As a matter of fact, I felt like the show was constantly showing him to be kind of pathetic. He's kind of a douche and he kind of, you're right. He is. He's a, he's a pathetic douche. Yeah, even but, they even have Starlight call him out to his face in the, in the third episode. Yeah, man, I just think the, the the deeps, he's just hit rock bottom, and I think he's looking for any way up because what he's been doing in the past just has not worked. Yeah, and then, I mean he's about to join Scientology too, so you know, I don't think that's gonna go too well. Yeah, and then, you know, of course, now that he's a part of this Scientology, they're really trying to back him. And oh, the collective. Careful, you don't want to get sued. Oh, good lord! Sorry, this uh, the collective. Um, they they're trying to really back him, and they're really trying to support him and get him back up and on his feet as a member of the Seven. And um, it's just strange. Why, why why would they choose why would they choose this guy of all of all the soups why not choose somebody who's yet to be in the seven i but, think i think they think it it's easier to manipulate him because he's in such a dark place right now and I, that's my and theory i totally see where that that could be a possibility and because i'm sure they're probably promising him at some point he'll be the leader of the seven over um storm Homeland. and homelander yeah, because yeah. that's that's the main reason why he even wants to join the collective because he thinks they'll be able to get him back onto the seven. That's what they promised him, you know. Well, mm-hmm. we'll see about that. And uh, so after, so back to speeding back up a little bit, uh, you know, the the deep catches up to the boys. And right, he's because a, a whale. Yeah, the the boys they're on their way to transport Kimiko's brother. To the uh, yeah, to New York or wherever, so that because uh, they have a deal where hey, you give us this guy, butcher, we'll tell you where your your wife is. And in probably what might be the most memorable scene of season two, 
the deep rolls up with a big ass whale in front of their the little speedboat, right? Mm-hmm. And Butcher, being the crazy motherfucker that he is, he makes the decision to ram right through the whale. Yes, I'll, I don't. You know what? I have to say, the boys they they have a good habit of showing me shit I've never seen before. I don't think <laughs> I've ever seen a speedboat ram into a whale before. Wasn't it possible? And that's what's crazy how it's never been seen before. Didn't didn't something happen with the dolphin last season? Like, yeah, I was gonna say this is the this is a like a larger version of the dolphin. Yeah, a dolphin flew right out of <laughs> right out of um of a car that Deep was in. You know what, Deep? Maybe you should just stay away from sea animals, bro, because they seem to have a very <laughs> very bad luck when you're around, man. I, I don't know. Maybe you should you should just not be around them. Mm. Not gonna lie, I laughed a little bit when Butcher called Huey Pinocchio. I, th- I thought that was pretty clever. Oh, that was an excellent reference. I don't know who. I hope mo- I hope people our age will understand it. We'll get I mean, they, 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 they've probably seen Disney's Pinocchio at least once or but twice. People, right? But these younger kids probably like Pinocchio. <laughs> Are younger kids watching the boys? They probably shouldn't be. I mean, come on now. <laughs> people yeah. are on fucking Fortnite. All uh, and YouTube all day doing the dumbest shit. Yeah, kids are watching the boys. I hope, <laughs> hope they're watching some decent content as opposed to that churned out butter, butter bullshit that's on YouTube. <laughs> oh man, yeah, man, that that was that was. I mean, that might be. Yeah, like I said, that might be the highlight of season two, right there. That was hilarious. Um, A Train comes back after his heart attack last season, and uh, Starlight giving him CPR. And a-, a train, which by the way, this it, it it's interesting because I don't know if the show really pointed this out. Because A train is a speedster, right? Mm-hmm. And he's constantly watching Starlight, so you got to imagine it's got to be scary as shit to have someone who can move at the speed of light, always popping up. Like, what are you doing? Hey, what you doing over there? Hey, what you hiding? You know, because you never know when they're gonna show up. You never know when they're watching you or not, right? I mean, that's got to be nerve wracking. Absolutely. Because uh, Starlight obviously is still working with Huey and the rest of the boys to bring down. And yeah, Bob. so she's constantly looking over her shoulder. Yeah. Not not only at Homelander, but A Train as well. Yeah, yeah. She's got two people just watching what she's doing, you know, and she's got to hide all that shit. Which, by the way, <laughs> they I love how this show follows the, the fucking the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles rule of disguising. You just put on a big jacket, put a hood on your head. No one can even tell it's you. That's how you do it. Uh, but, but yeah, after after they ram into the whale, um, the boy the boys obviously catch up with them. That's when you know Starlight chews out, rightfully chews out the deep for even thinking about joining the seven again. She's like, you're never fucking joining this team again. Never. And I was right, baby. You never, you don't let no monsters come back into a team of beautiful heroes. Although, I mean, l- luckily, Homelander also thinks the deep is pathetic. So it's like, yeah, he's not joining. Damn, bro. So. And and what they they go where are they are they they go into like a, a sewer or something? Yeah, they're they're in a, a sewage tunnel. A sewage tunnel, that's what it was. And you know, which very, very I love the, all the scenes in the sewage tunnel. It was very well shot. 
um, very dramatic as well as because you see uh, Homelander and Starlight catch up with Huey and Storm. I was about to say Stormlander again. I was just about to say it again. Homelander uh, tells Starlight, look, either you kill Huey or I'm going to kill both of y'all. Now, luckily, Butcher shows up, saves them, you know, and they, they're able to escape. But do you think Starlight would have killed Huey? Uh, man, it's a good question. I I don't know. I think she probably would have made it look like it, but really hesitated because she was very quick to say, you know, let's just take him to the police. So I don't really think she would have um, mm. shot Huey or killed Huey. Mm. Oh, shit. You know what I just realized we forgot? The FBI agent. Oh. I mean, uh, Susan <laughs> Susan Rayner. I mean, yeah, yeah, just real quick, because that scene was insane, too, because it was right the fuck. I'm watching these episodes... I yelled what the fuck out loud at least four times. That was one of those times. Because it was so out of nowhere. Because uh, Mother's Milk, Frenchie, and Huey meet up with uh, Agent Rayner to, you know, exchange information. Her head blows the fuck up out of nowhere. Yeah, I was wondering, like, I didn't see a laser beam. I did, I, like, is there a, a nanite implanted in her head? Like, what happened? Yeah, we, we still don't know. I guess we're gonna find out um as the as the as the season goes on, but we still have no idea. Was it a super? What did she did she say some fucking secret word that was set it, a it off? Bullet maybe? Yeah, it might have been a bullet. We don't fucking know, man. Like that shit was crazy, bro. So you know we have that to think about too. You know, clearly someone knows that someone is investigating bot, and they have no qualms about taking out even FBI agents to hide shit. Man, bot is a scary corporation let me tell it you it is it is i mean any any corporation that has gus spring as its ceo and not only has gus spring but gus spring is also ballsy enough to talk shit to homelander's face he don't give a fuck he's like nigga you're you're a petulant child right why am i even talking to you you're 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 nothing like get out of my like let's be real homelander could have split that nigga in two easily but he ain't give a fuck, and he's still talking shit to him. To his face. And that's the type of cockiness this, this man Gustavo Fring has because this guy, he's not only the leader of a sector of the cartel, he's the leader of Vought. <laughs> and you're crazy. It is, it, I mean, I'd be, I don't know if I'd be talking to Homelander quite the way that he was on that scenario, but that's me. And that just shows how much of a, a boss that that character really is because mm-hmm. he was ready to correct Homelander immediately. Immediately. And what did Homelander do afterwards? Pout and just go home. That's all he did. Like a little bitch. <laughs> Didn't do shit. But yeah, man. So, uh, so um, Kimiko and her brother, well, you know, they wind up, well, everyone, I should say, from, from the sewer system, they wind up like under the city, right? Mm-hmm. So they escape out into the city. This is where the show takes like a quite a turn. <laughs> like it, it gets kind of dark, very dark when you think about it. Because Kimiko and her brother, they're like running. They run into uh, it, basically the projects. I would say of the city, and they they run into the, the, this apartment building. Full, full, it's, it's, it's black people. And Stormfront is chasing them. And you see Stormfront, while she's chasing them, and, you know, she blasts them through the building and shit, she clearly... Goes out of her way. Yeah. Like, to she, kill. 
just innocent bystanders, notably innocent black bystanders. Like she just straight up just threw this this and she shoots like lightning out of her hands or some shit. This guy his head hits the back of the of, of this or of this fridge. Her, the family screaming, and then she kills the whole family off screen. She throws another nigga like out the window. She's blowing shit up, just killing yeah, a whole bunch of people of color. Floors, like she is destroying whole. Yo, it's 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 insane. And you know, and I'm watching this, and you you got to keep in your mind, knowing the character's comic book history. It's like, okay, I think what they're doing with Stormfront is instead of like the obvious fucking swastika on her cape, you know, blatant Nazi thing that they were doing in the books. She's the more subtle, you know, tries to hide it, but doesn't hide it very well. Alt-right, you know, updated version of a, of a Nazi, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she even, and, and she, because she catches Kimiko's brother. Uh, she, she calls him a, a, a slur that I'm not going to repeat, but, you know, it was, it was a racial slur and then kills him. So it's like it's it's very obvious, you know. I think it's it's interesting what they're doing with Stormfront because they're it's almost like they're updating the character for 2020. Yeah, they definitely are, and oh, wow, I think that what they're doing with this character is absolutely brilliant and key to definitely modernizing the character for our audiences today. But it's also like it's it's a it's a huge commentary. I think on like a lot of people's mindsets in 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 today's uh, world. It is, it is, and it's crazy because it also works to her favor. Because afterwards, you know, the news is talking about her. Everyone's they're like, "Oh, I, I took out the the soup terrorists. That um, he's the one who killed all these people in this apartment building. You know." And I took him out. I'm the hero. I'm just like, God, damn, he's just blaming all this shit on Chemical's brother. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Uh, it's the, the fucking PR nightmare. Yeah, Stormfront saved the day for before hundreds of thousands of more lives were taken. And I said, isn't this some bullshit? You mm-hmm. guys, you know, your compound V it becomes exposed, you know, and you're talking all this shit and you're just getting away with it. It's fucking brilliant. It like, is, like the whole po- like plot of this series is basically taking down a corporation. And this corporation, much like our current president, does nothing but dig themselves in further holes and somehow is leaves unscathed. It is, it is. And hey, you're now remember, Stormfront is from Portland. And if you know anything about Portland, you know, I mean, Portland is in Oregon. Oregon has like a history of just straight up banning black people from that state. I did not look, know look, that. You didn't know that? Yo, hey, that's not, a, that's not well-known knowledge. Look up the history of Oregon and look up the history of Portland specifically. Portland, there's a reason why, Port, even t- like today, right, in recent times, there's a reason why Portland is such a, a hot spot of like, social unrest right now because portland has a history of like neo-nazi neo-nazism in the town as well as a history of in response anti-fascism rising up along with it to fight back against neo-nazism you know rising that's why it's it's such a hot spot of that activity happening right now you know 
So I feel like that's why they chose to make that character from Portland. Although, you also have to remember, as we find out later in episode four, that may not necessarily be true. Mm. But, well, you know, we, we'll, we, we'll, we'll expand on that um, when we get to that specific, sub, uh, that specific plot point. So, yeah, how'd you, uh, how'd you feel about um, all the episodes that we've talked about so far? I mean, I felt like they were huge. Like, they were, I feel like they were great appetizers for the season. Am I happy? That we they're doing the you know the, the episodic release week by week. No, I'm not. I would prefer to binge, but I understand what they're trying to do. Uh, but I think that going with three episodes out the gate is definitely a good a good enough teaser and a good enough appetizer to get my interest peaked because there's so many different plot points and so many you know small reveals throughout these three episodes that. It definitely has me hooked, and it unfortunately is keeping me in line waiting for the next episode to come out. I feel the same exact way, bro. I feel like this is this is a very well written show. Um, it's clearly got a it's got a hell of a budget. I mean, shit, Amazon, Amazon clearly knows what they got with this show. You know, Amazon so, got billions of dollars. They got budgets on. Oh, budget. oh, ab- absolutely, absolutely, man. I mean, this is. Probably the most well-known Amazon original. You think so? Is 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 there another one? I know there's um, what's that other show? The one where they uh, well, there's the Tick. There's, Miss, there's M- Mrs. Maisel or whatever it's called. Right. There's Miss Maisel. There's um that other sh- Hunters. Is that what it's called? I don't know. The one where they like uh, fight Nazis. Oh, yep, yep. It, it's called Hunters. I think so. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There's hunters. I think. There's quite, I, there's, yeah. There's quite a few. But yeah. This is probably their only their only one in the superhero genre, and it definitely shines, and it definitely has its own unique voice, especially going into season two. For sure. When, especially when we're in such a time where, where um, you know, we have no, we have no media. And we have no movies really in production. Things are just like really weird right now. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of, uh, uh, it's, it's welcome because it's not the same old garbage we're used to. You know what I mean? I, 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 I even saw today that uh, Wonder Woman got pushed back to December. It got pushed back to Christmas season. This is upsetting. Yeah, man. This is really, this is really the worst, man. I mean, I get it, but damn it. Yeah. So yeah, you know, like you said, we're we've been starving for content, and luckily, hope you know it's a good thing that the boys is such good content. I mean, it's 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 there's a lot of talented people behind this program. You know, every every single character is well cast. Every single character is well written. Even Black Noir, right? Who isn't necessarily like written written, but like the way that his reaction to finding out about compound V, he, it was almost like he was crying, right? Or, or the way that he like expressed mourn for Lucy the whale, right? And he, he, it's, again, it's like, there's a lot, there's almost, there's really a good amount of like physical acting happening in this show. Absolutely. Like Noir doesn't talk, right? So, you know. Yeah, but I, I, so if you had to guess, right, I, I know his history, 
Now, if you had to guess, what race would you say Black Noir is? Oh, like, what, black. What, what, what person do you think he might be? He's black. Oh, yeah. I just want to make sure. Because if you look at that man, that man with his face smushed under that mask, that's a black man. Those are black yeah. man lips, black man's nose. That's a black man. I, I even, I even looked, his, I looked up his actor. His actor is black. So I just assumed that the character as well. I mean, but at the same time, they have the choice to probably actually cast someone later down the line. Ah, true, true. Because knowing his history, you know, I mean, I mean technically, they, knowing his history, technically he kind of already is cast. They, they named him Black Black. I mean, come on. His name is Black Black. How are you not going to have him be black? Uh, well, I'm telling you. He's te- if you know his history, if they go off his history, which, you know, some, they're making slight and small deviations to certain characters. Yeah, it, went, it wouldn't be the first time. Exact history, the character of Black Noir has already been cast. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time they made changes from the book. Which have all worked out well. Um, oh, Queen Maeve. So we, we explore more of Queen Maeve's relationship with Elena. Her sexuality Which, and yes, you know, yeah. why, why she feels like she must, you know, hide who she is and why she had to hide it. And, you know, the, the complicated circumstances behind being a member of the Seven and also being a lesbian. So, like, her and Homelander dated? I think, like, per, like publicly they were a couple. And I think maybe Homelander took it seriously, but I don't think Maeve did. I think she knew it was just, like, for publicity. And I think it was different for Homelander. Even though he was doing that, that weird shit with Madeline, um, really weird shit. Um, I think, yeah, I think he probably saw them as an item. Okay, okay. Because that was, that was, I just wanted to be clear on that. Because I'm like, I mean, I understand Homelander is insane, but it's like, why are you so, so adamant about hiding Elena from him? But okay, if, if that's why, then I, I could see why she'd want to do that. Of course, you know, we find out in, uh, are we to talk about the fourth episode? Yeah, let's do it. Ooh. Okay, so in the, in the fourth episode... Homelander just straight up outs Queen Maeve on live television. What a fucking dick move, man. Just straight up, straight up. And it's so it's almost like calling back to Ashley's words in the first episode, right? How she was like, we, we want to make the seven... Oh, it, the uh, diversity plays well with the millennials, right? That, or Ashley said something along those lines. Yeah, that was right? in the first episode, yep. <laughs> yeah. So Homelander probably remembering that is like, oh hey, because uh, he was. What did damn? Do you remember what the the person asked Homelander that made him say that? Um, yeah, I remember. Um, she said, "What? Let's talk about um, hashtag super so white, or seven so white." Or I think it might have been heroes so white. Yeah, yeah, my, one of those, and he she did. It was Maria Menounos, who I've seen on E. Yeah, and I've and, seen her on wrestling. Of course you have. And, um, you know, she was just like get 96% or maybe, no, I think she's maybe 92, 93% of heroes are, um, are white or Caucasian. 
the and other... it's about to be it's about to be less black superheroes on the seven soon but so yeah we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little five percent is black and one yeah. percent for latinos and one percent for you know uh, and, uh, Which, of course, goddamn! Even it, when America is literally making superheroes, they made most a uh, vast majority of the superheroes white. Like goddamn, from the mountain of Caucasus. Yeah. Although, was it was was it on a volunteer basis? Because like uh, some I, the I parents knew, I mean, right? I think the parents may have volunteered the children, but yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's what I meant. The parents volunteered the kids, right? Yeah, I think some kids and some parents might have accidentally been, accidentally, but um, secretly put in trials without their knowledge, like while they were pregnant. Okay. But yeah, uh, um, damn, where was I? Right, uh, Hero So White. Um, so in response to that, Homelander says, well, you know, we have a lesbian superhero on the team and, you know, she's we got a, very, we got a black. very out and proud. <laughs> it's funny because he was like, yeah, we, we've got a black guy on the team and there's black noir. Who, you know, and he doesn't identify as any race, so, you know, yeah. they're covered. <laughs> Which, that, that was a great line. I thought that, that was hilarious. But yeah, man, and it's interesting that he brought up A-Train because a little later, right, he tells A-Train, hey, A-Train, you're off the team. You're off the fucking team. And A-Train, since he's come out of his coma, has been having some serious, like, issues, you know, running for long periods of time. Yeah, it's his, uh, it's his heart. Yeah, he did too much, too much of those drugs, too much compound V and I think he, I, and I personally think he's somewhat suffering from a broken heart, having had to kill his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah possibly too. Although you know, I, the the yeah. guilt of having to kill your own girlfriend for your career, my God. I mean, he could have just not done that, but you know. You said what? He could have just not done that. He could have, but you know, the he's a fucking celebrity and he's a superhero. I mean, he's really really adept at trying to keep um trying to keep a certain a certain image also very clearly scared of homelander although they're all they're all kind of scared of homelander except maybe black noir we we don't we don't know he doesn't seem scared of much but yeah yeah they're all afraid of him of course as they should be and you're right again there's another reason why black noir is is already cast, but there's another reason as well as to why he's not uh, apparently afraid of Homelander. But um, I, I agree. Um, and even in this episode, we kind of see, which I think might be manipulative. It might be manipulation in hindsight, but we see we see Stormfront kind of apologizing and offering, you know, uh, I guess allegiance in, in a way to Homelander. Yeah, and, and the reason why she's apologizing is because pretty much ever since she rolled up on scene, she'd been fucking with Homelander the whole time, she, calling him she, calling him old and out of touch, and it's like, I'm the new shit, nigga, what, what you doing here? No one even cares about you. But but whole, the whole time, you know, going back to Stormfront, Homeland, uh, Stormfront has been around for for years, and it was funny, yeah. she said this one line. Oh my God. She said this one line, I was like, oh wow, yeah, that's definitely her, because she was like, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta adapt with the times, or change the times. I sure did, because yep. there's a, there's another plot point, you know, yep. with with Allison, 
and uh, Huey and MM, where they're trying wait, to wait, crash. wait, 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 Annie, not Allison. Fuck me, god damn it, Annie, aka Starlight. <laughs> okay, where I was like, I was like, Allison, who the fuck, Allison, what? Okay, my bad, uh, Annie, um, you know. She, she, of course, was initially the one who got comp- Compound V out into the public's eye uh, for the boys and for Huey. And, you know, when, of course, she doesn't kill Huey on the last episode at Homelander's command, you know, he starts to question her loyalty. He threatens to kill her, break her ribs. And, you know, she's kind of got kind of um, PTSD right now from that and she kind of needs to get away. She doesn't want to even go back to the Seven Tower. And so she joins the boys, she joins Huey and Mother's Milk on this kind of adventure or cross country road trip, so to speak, very short road trip to um, to talk to this woman about an older super called uh, Liberty. Did they say where they were going? No, they didn't. Okay. They I know it was it was somewhere in the south. I think yeah, I agree. I, I initially thought it was Louisiana. Am I, did you notice that billboard that said the baby you abort might be super? No, I didn't. But did you, you see didn't. like the the painting of uh, Homelander with a Confederate flag as his actual? Oh shit! Are you serious? I didn't. Where was that at? I didn't see that. That was uh, that was on there in one of the cut frames um, of their drive. Wow. It was Homelander with That's a Confederate funny. flag as his cape. That's funny. That is hilarious. At least at least the show is so on brand. I mean, they know who Homelander would like his audience. Who he would yeah, who who he would appeal to. Yeah, they knew exactly who he would appeal to. Uh, blonde hair, blue eyes, nigga literally has a flag on his back. Yeah. Oh, that is funny. I, I got I gotta I gotta look for that. Um but yeah man, uh they, they I guess they go somewhere in the south. Um and yeah, they're looking for liberty. We or at least they're the, looking for the a lead on liberty. Yeah, a lead on liberty, right, right, I should say. Um and they come across this older black woman who knows a little bit about liberty because liberty uh basically murdered her older brother because she accused him well oh yeah the actual reason was because he was black but she claimed it was because uh he had been part of a robbery even though he wasn't and i have to say man i can handle a lot of gore right i've seen gore blood all that shit you know because i'm like whatever when they showed what liberty did to that brother i had to look away i really did i don't know what me kind of emmett till yeah man it did i don't I, I don't know if that's why but i i couldn't handle that shit bro i legit i saw one frame i was like oh shit man i can't look at that i legit had to look away and you know of course this young this woman was well her family was paid off by Vought, you know when it happened and two thousand dollars that was yeah and you would think that because she apparently had to sign some papers and it seems like you know she was um Maybe signed signed some more recently in the last few years. With the way she was talking, you would think mm-hmm. she would have asked for more money and keep quiet instead of just two thousand dollars. For her, I don't think it was even about the money. I, she'd probably much rather have her brother back than the money, you know. Oh, absolutely. Who wouldn't? Absolutely. And you know, but also she's afraid 
that if whatever she says gets out, she'll be she'll be next. She'll be yeah. you know. And, and that confuses them because they're like, but Liberty hasn't been seen for years, and then she and, but takes little the newspaper. Little do they know, Liberty's yep. been around for a long time. Yeah. Liberty she, fucking changed her identity, became a new yep. bitch. Yeah. She, she she's Stormfront. Now do you do you remember what she called him before uh before black she piece of shit. Black piece of shit. I'm like, well shit again. Racism. It. I mean I feel like calling it a hint implies that it was subtle, but it's not even really a hint. It's it's okay, yeah, this this is what we're doing with the character. Yeah, no, it was definitely not a hint. It was definitely, you know. Yeah. Full on, yeah, Stormfront is a racist. She is a white supremacist, apparently. Yeah, which I mean, again, if you know anything about the 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 the, the name Stormfront, that should have been, you know, that's a that's a red flag right there, right? But yeah, man, um, I I don't know, it it was it was wild, bro. That 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 shit, I was like, what? I wasn't I wasn't expecting the Liberty is Stormfront twist. I wasn't either. I I had no idea. Can, I really, can I they like, said that she was a a second tier soup in the seventies. Yeah, man. Which clearly, I guess Stormfront doesn't age like other soups, because I guess it, other soups age, right? It begs the question: Do they age? We haven't really seen any old soups. Hey, maybe they just kept her on ice all this time. Because it's like, where where did she really come from? You know, why why is it that she's She's part of Vought, but she's when she speaks publicly, she's very anti-Vought. And also, not only is she anti-Vought, at least publicly, Vought is seemingly letting her be publicly anti-Vought. I mean, what's what's going on with that? What's 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 going on here? You know? Right. That's it's very that's very strange. It's very interesting to me. Cause you, we it's not it's not like we've seen Vought like chew her out or hey you got to stop talking about us like this like she works for them but she's also very publicly being anti them yeah so i i it's that part is confusing i don't i really just don't know i clearly boy whoa wait a second i just had an idea what because and we talked, and this was uh, talked about in the first episode by Giancarlo Esposito, I believe. Um, Giancarlo Esposito's character, which, what is his name again? Do you know his name? I'm going to look up his name real quick. I, I, I was just going to keep saying Gus Fring, because, I mean, that's... that's Gustavo! But, yeah, I'm going to look it up real quick. But, yeah, um, his character... Stan. Stan Edgar. Okay, Stan. Right. Uh, he talks to Homelander. Stan talks to Homelander about um, about the founder, Vought. And I think that was his name, Andrew Vought? I don't know. Some but shit it, like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and where he came from. He was originally uh, uh, a, you know, one of the experimental scientists for Hitler. So I'm thinking, what if, since Stormfront's been around for so long, what if Stormfront is one of the original soups that Vought created? Oh, shit. That's a good-ass point. Because she's been around a long time, hasn't been aging. You know, yeah. she was clearly around when Vought was alive at some point. 
Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, man. You're right. Because even in the books, uh, spoilers for the books, I guess, Stormfront was one of the first suits ever created. I didn't even know that. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, man. Yeah, Stormfront. I didn't know the full history of the character, but... Yeah, what, See, that, what, that just adds more credence to my to my theory. What you just described is basically book Stormfront's origin. That's what you just described. More yeah. or less, yeah. I think I think she might have been like, you know, their version of Captain America, just with a little more uh, a little more racist flair. Yeah, yeah, man. So I mean I'm not, I'm really I'm really I'm interested in where the Stormfront thing is going because she's even it's almost like she's trying to convince uh, Homelander like pay the certain things she says right mm -hmm. you don't need everyone to like you you just need five million really pissed off people to like you right sounds uh, like uh, something Donald Trump believes yeah yeah man uh shit what else did she say uh oh i i you have fans i have soldiers right see race uh you know i don't know that that's crazy because what if there's a a, a an army of lower powered soups that stormfront could potentially be in charge of Oh shit! I didn't even think about that. I am digging so deep into this rabbit hole; it's ridiculous. Oh man, that's oh shit, man! God damn! I wish they just put all the episodes out at the same time. I I, I kind of get it because you know you, you keep people wanting more, but shit, man! Now I'm just like, where the fuck are they gonna go with this? Mm. Mm, mm, that's mm. crazy. That's crazy, bro. And then so also we, we, we kind of double back to to Butcher's storyline where he finally, you know, he makes it to Becca. And I don't know how he made it to this, you know, super secure prison or well, well, to, research to be, facility. To begin with, remember the, uh, the, the, the retired CIA lady that she's cool with. I, I can't for the life of me remember her name. She gave them the information. No, no, I know she, I know that, but she yeah. definitely said it's their arm to the teeth, all types of barbed wires and guards and shit. Well, I, I just assumed he got in because he's butcher. You know, he's just, he's just, fuck, he's no, just, no, fuck he's just you, dope like that, you no, know? No, no, fuck that. If they're going to keep up with the certain tone that butcher and the boys clearly are, don't always have their shit together and that, you know, sometimes they don't plan for everything. I want to understand how this nigga got into the facility, was on camera, even towards the end of the episode when Black uh, Black Noir and the IT girl, they found him through facial recognition, recognition software. How the fuck, if, there's, if it's so highly guarded and so secret and so tight and secure, did he just climb over the fence, no spotlights, no alarm set off, clearly was in spotlight of the camera or like in view clear view of the camera like how was there there nobody there to like say excuse me sir we're going to shoot you now you're on private property where what the fuck well because he's billy the butcher i mean like, what explanation kill all the guards that were on duty <laughs> maybe although i don't think he was on camera until the end of the episode bro no that was when he had yeah, he, bro, no, I mean, he was on, on camera at the end, but that was when he was, he got entered into the place. 
Are you sure? Yeah, it was from footage when he had you. Had, if you look at it, he was dropping down from a rope he had just climbed up. Oh, that that seems kind of foolish. But I mean, not climb. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, going there alone is foolish. But you know, he's fucking invincible, Billy Butcher. He found a way somehow, and was there for two or three days. Oh, on top of that, what did this nigga eat? Well, I mean, maybe she brought him food. I don't know. And so, so she was going outside to smoke every 20 minutes now. She probably was smoking once a day. Now, uh, I mean, I guess Homelander would probably be a reason why she would want to smoke more. So. Yeah. yeah, and, uh, you know, they they they, uh, they get back together. Um, Becca missed him, clearly. He missed her. But the thing is, uh, Butcher really hates soups for, you know, the obvious reasons. I mean, it's... I mean, prob- probably not. And reasons unknown. Yeah, yeah. It's probably not. Well, I mean, it's pretty justified. I get it. But like, Becca. I mean, that's still her son, right? You know, he may be a soup, but that's still her son. And he, honestly, he seems like a good kid. So it's like, she He's knows. Yeah, she knows that Butcher isn't gonna want the kid around, and Butcher's like, I mean. He tries to hide it, but it's obvious that it's true. He's so like, he's worth a billion dollars to them. We're nobodies. We can slip away. We exactly. Can become someone new, something different. Exactly. Called him a, a soup freak. So you know, he's he's not keen on having him around. So they, uh, for now, they break things off. I guess un- until you know whatever happens next, and Butcher goes off on his own, and Becca stays with the kid. Yeah, and it'll also be interesting to see if, if I mean, it probably is, but what if the kid is actually Butcher's? No, man, he has powers. I know, but fucking people at Vaught have probably been getting uh, fucking vaccines for years and not knowing that they were getting compound B injected. He, he has blonde hair, just like uh, Homelander. I'm, I know, that's what I'm saying. It would be wild. It would be a some somewhat of a stretch, but it would be a twist that I would I kind of see as possible. I don't think it is. I mean, they even have they even make it a point to have Butcher say he looks just like him. Yeah, that might be that might be a, a, a total misdirection. I mean, there's misdirection, and then there's just lying. That I don't I don't I don't think that. I mean, listen, that would be set up if very we, well. If we if we if you and I both knew, let's say we knew our girlfriend had cheated on us. And she got yeah. pregnant. Yeah. And we saw the baby. But it turned out to be ours. Even if, if it was ours, we would say, nah, that baby looks just like that motherfucker because she cheated on me with that nigga. That, that, that baby looks just like him. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I, that, that feels like a, a huge stretch. It's definitely a stretch, and I'm not saying that it's 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 true or that it's 100% likely. I'm just saying that I feel that there is a possibility that Billy could hate his own son and not even know it. Uh, Which would, again, add, add another layer to it because clearly he doesn't have any kids. He has no family. So mm-hmm. it would be interesting because that his only son, if there were his son, we don't know, Likely, likely isn't like I said, but would would be a soup. He'd have to be okay with his own son being a soup. 
Come to think of it, we really don't know much about Butcher's background, do we? No, we don't know. We 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 don't know much about any of the boys' backgrounds besides maybe a little bit more of Huey's. We just learned in this episode about Mother's Milk and his father being a, a lawyer, you know, who didn't believe, who believed that Vought was trying to break the law and was never above the law. And, you know, he would go after them with years of legislation and typing and, you know, until trying to go after them, he just died one night, you know, typing. Yeah, he did. He did. And that, and I thought that was very interesting. Just that was really good to get to see why MM would be so would why he would care about this fight against Vought, too. You know, I mean, you know, even if that didn't happen, he should. But like, he has a personal stake in it as well because he's continuing the fight that his father was on as well. So mm. I thought that was really good to get to see some of MM's. Uh, history and backstory on that you know yeah you know i'm guessing this this something in this is like is maybe why he has ocd because fucking annie pointed it out while they were driving which i also noticed you know he likes to line things up properly stir his coffee and tap tap three times when he's switching lanes wants to tap tap the steering wheel three times before switching lanes you know he he has the ocd so i'm wondering if whatever happened to his dad and the obsession his dad had with soups and his experience with soups has influenced his OCD at all. Or was oh, it yeah. That might have something to do with it, too. I didn't think about that. It's funny. Before the show made a point to actually point it out, I just assumed he was a germaphobe because I just remembered that he had a thing about hand sanitizer. Right. So I just assumed he was a germaphobe. But yeah, he might just be uh, straight up OCD. And it's interesting. It's something I just noticed. There's a character that we haven't really talked about much yet. Frenchie. Frenchie's not getting that much character development right now, is he? No, he's he's more so cock-blocking himself, you know? He's, um, he's, I mean, you're, you're, like you said, yeah, he's not really getting any character development, um, you know, we see he's trying to connect more with Kimiko, you know, again, the girl. And it seems like he's hitting a brick wall. He's not getting where he wants to. And so he's turning to drugs. He's turning to his addictions, his vices. And, um, you know. I mean, he's damn, they're damn near making this boy uh, the, the fin of the boys. Like, it seems like his only character trait right now is... He like he has a crush on Kimiko. Yeah, that's his number one character trait. I mean, I don't, I honestly like I feel like they could literally do what they do. The boys they could do what they do, but and Frenchie being there or not would not make a difference. Because where is he in the most episode? He's either doing drugs or he's following Kimiko. Like. Yeah, he hasn't done much this season so far. I mean, again, we're only four episodes in. But it's just, it seems like he's kind of the only character who hasn't really done much right now, at least in season two. Mm, right. Yeah, I, mean, I, I hope that changes. Because, you know, I, I like the character in season one. I, I think he's, uh, he's a very interesting character. Because it's like, he's almost, in a way, like, 
the black noir of the team in that we really don't know much about him. Although I guess we don't know much about Butcher either, but we really don't know much. Like we know more about Butcher than we do about Frenchie. Absolutely. Butcher has always had the most character development. He's, he's had a wife who was raped. He's been kicked out of the government. He's, he, you know, he's, he's got the most personality, I would say that is attractive, you know, as a, you know, as a character to the audience, Carl Urban does a fucking effortless job playing him. Clearly, Carl Urban deserves way more credit and way more roles than he gets. Mm-hmm. From Dread to to fucking the Boys, like Thor Ragnarok. Even even the little the little tiny thing he did in Thor Ragnarok, I really thought could have honestly been more. But he was hilarious in the role. He's really, you know, honestly, you know what? Guy Gardner. Nope. You don't think he could play Guy Gardner? Nope. Really? Why? Guy Gardner's a redhead. Guy Gardner. Look at Guy's hair. Guy or Gardner's wear a wig. also in, in, uh, an American. Which, again, yeah, you don't think Carl Urban can do an American accent? I know he can do an American accent, but I don't. Car, Carl Urban doesn't fit like the, the build or the mold for a Guy Gardner. I don't. I feel like he, he's kind of got you know the the kind of. And Guy Gardner is typically a younger guy. Carl Urban is, I think, fifty fifty one now. Oh, <laughs> man, he's a, he's a young fifty one. If anybody, if anything, I honestly, I don't know who I could see as Greg Gardner. He's his iconic thing is that he's a ginger. I don't. I mean. Maybe one of the Gleasons. I have Man, no you act like you act like uh, Carl Urban can't just dye his fucking hair or wear a wig or something. Can you imagine Carl could. Urban with fucking ginger? Look, look what they're look what they're doing to uh, Homie and uh, Venom too. Totally there. And again, that that looks like shit. So you want even more shit like <laughs> well, that? Well, oh, 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 okay, but that that's Sony. This is gonna be different. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he would be a decent Anyway, we're pitching a movie that doesn't even exist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, yeah, this episode was was a lot about observation because Kimiko had to observe and, and kind of, you know, deal with her own feelings about her brother dying at the hands of Stormfront. Yeah, but, yeah. She 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 went to the the Stormfront rally, yeah. the Stormfront rally, uh, you know, where she looked like she was about to put them hands on her. If yeah, uh, Frenchie didn't stop her. Get her shit rocked. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! We almost forgot the doppelganger. Oh yeah, the doppelganger who you know again was a uh, you know she was he was you know staying in a cabin for Homelander and pretending to be Madeline Sidwell. I don't know. You think they had they, no? They this had nigga sex. Homelander is such a creep. He's a creep. Oh Absolutely. my god! Because he has the double. I'm assuming he's paying it. He was paying him the the doppelganger to like look like Sitwell, and like he would be like like lay his head on her lap, and she would like dip her finger in the milk and like stick it in his mouth. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I've never been more creeped out by milk in my entire life. Yeah, and it's really weird. The sound design, when they're doing that, the way he's licking the milk off her fingers, it's like a very specific sound. 
and it really creeps me out. It is. It's it's so, it's so like ooh ooh. I got the chills, man. It just oof oof. Oh my god. Now at the end of the episode, right? Homelander goes back to the cabin because he's 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 feeling low. You know, he's he's having a self-esteem issue right now because he's seeing a whole bunch of memes being shared by Stormfront's fan base. Which, by the way, I have to point out, those memes were hilarious. The, the ones I, I I thought they were pretty funny, but you know that's that's just me. They they even fuck they use the distracted boyfriend one. I was like, wow, for real. But yeah, uh, but yeah. So you know he's down on himself. So to make himself feel better, he goes to the cabin where he keeps the doppelganger. And you know you think it's gonna be the usual sit well thing, but he's like, no, nah, I don't need you. I just need myself. Now the doppelganger. Decides to turn into Homelander. Exactly, because that's what he takes that to mean. Yeah, and so he's he, you know, starts trying to stroke his ego, and then literally stroke his ego. Nigga, nigga, I really thought they was. I'm like, are they really about to have Homelander fuck Homelander on this show? Is that is that what is about to happen right now? What is what? I mean, it wouldn't be out of place for this show, but what the fuck? Like is Homelander this much of a narcissist? But nah, man, he he just he kills him for you know. Yeah, he's like, you know what? I don't need you. You're weak. You're pathetic. I'm and I'm not and I'm not sure if he's talking to the doppelganger or if he's talking to himself in that regard. Because oh damn, I didn't even think about it like that. Because you know that that could mean when he's talking about he doesn't need you know that version of him. I'm mm. assuming that means he's dropping the ego. I mean, not the ego. He's dropping the persona, and it's gonna and it's gonna take on, a, you know, what he truly is—a dick, a white supremacist who wants to, you know, uplift America in the best ways possible. And here's the thing: I don't think Homelander's a white supremacist, though. I just think he's a piece of shit who doesn't care about anyone at all. Well, like well, Stormlander Storm is specifically a white supremacist, right? But Homelander is like he's kind of like the kind of racist who's like I don't I don't, I don't really give a shit about anyone, you know. I th- I think he's that kind of like you know shitty person. And that's very possible too. That's actually you're probably right. You're probably right. But Homelander, my God, what a, what a dick! And so now that Homelander's killed uh, Doppelganger, you know, the, of course the, the episode ends, but. Damn it! Ending like that, bro. I want to know what happens next. I want to know what type of hell, you know, there's going to be between um, Homelander and Stormfront. Even though Stormfront is definitely trying to act like the bigger person and you know suck up to Homelander, and I know in my heart of hearts, I know it that there's an ulterior motive there somewhere. Absolutely, I think she's gonna try and get him to like. You I know, think she's going to try to get right. her partner. Or, she, she's, or... she's, she's trying to convert him. Absolutely. Similar to what the collective is doing to the deep. Hmm. Which could could be one of the same type of, even though uh, probably not, because why would Eagle the Archer be a part of it? If it's... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Also, I, Stormfront kind of made fun of the collective that one time, so... Yeah, uh, just a lot of a lot of interesting subplots being picked up, you know, in, in this show. 
what's happening with uh, Huey and Starlight? Are they going to get together or not? Yeah, everyone's very, uh, very uh, invested in that relationship, right? They're kind of the, they're really kind of the heart of this show, aren't they? Yes, they are. It's a beautiful romance, too. You know, like the, the, the little scenes together in the fourth episode when they were on their little road trip, it's very heartwarming, you know. Although, I do have to agree with Huey, Starlight is fucked up for liking Almond Joys. No one likes Almond Joys. I, I don't even like coconut, so. The, the, the Almond Joys are disgusting. What kind, of, what kind of sick fuck puts coconut in a candy bar? the hell is wrong with you? Right, listen, you, you find you find the person that did it so I can bitch slap him, okay? Why is Charleston Chew one of your top three candy bars? What the hell? Like, oh, what? Boy, there's... there's what was the other one? Uh, there's, honey? I, 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 yeah, something with honey. No. Uh, Twix? Hello? Snickers? Nigga, baby Ruth's? Are you serious? And that's your top three? Unbelievable. You're going to have to take an L for that one, Starlight. That was, that was ridiculous. Uh, again, you know, what, what's going on with Frenchie? Is, is M.M. finally going to finish that dollhouse? Tune in to, to the next episode next week of The Boys. I'm really concerned about that dollhouse, though. You know, I hope he actually gets to finish it. That's, that's personally what I'm investigating as far as season two. I'm really worried about it. But yeah, man. Where can they find you? Uh, folks, you can find me on Instagram at One Handsome Geek. All one word, One Handsome Geek. You can find me on Twitter at JBAT97. That's J A Y B A T 97. PSN is Mystery997. What about you, Adu? Follow me on Twitter and IG at Adu underscore man. That is one A two D's one O underscore M A N. You can follow me at PSN at man. That is one A two D's M A N T. Uh, Father Show. Words from Birds, spell it how it sounds, of course, as always. Follow us, Google us. We're on all your major podcasting platforms. Anywhere you can listen to them, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, the like. Leave a comment, review, all that good shit. Follow us on Twitch, Streams from Blurds. Stream us! Spell it how it sounds. Uh, oh, shit. You know, right before we totally end, uh, I guess might as well put them all together. Overall, so far in the season, what would you rate it out of five? Out of, out of five? It's at, a, it's at a solid four and a half, four, four and a half for me. Mm. I, I'm going to say 4.9. 4.9 yeah. out of five, yeah. Only thing keeping me from a five is they're not really giving Frenchie that much shine. I really want to see them actually, you know, give him something to do. You know, develop him a little bit. You know, that's the only thing keeping me from giving it a full five. But it's very close, 4.9. Yeah, the only thing keeping me, like you, like I said, you, from, from you is a lack of development on, on Frenchie. And also, um, just I feel is like the writing is a little, is a little less sharper as it was um, last season. But overall, this episode, they, they're really they're they're keeping it at a at a certain pace and a certain quality, and it's not really dipping past that that bare minimum of quality we've had since season one. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, as always, that's the show. Yeah, I want to say a quick rest in peace to Diana Rigg, who you may know from Game of Thrones and the the English version of uh, the Avengers. Not the Marvel one, but the other one. She played uh, Olin Marte- Olena Tyrell in Game of Thrones. You know, yes, the one favorite. who killed uh, 
What was that boy? Joffrey. 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 She, yeah, yeah. she poisoned Joffrey and she wanted Cersei to know. Yeah, man. Literally, she was one of my favorite characters. Top five, definitely. I think everyone loved the character. So I just wanted to say a quick rest in peace to her. Uh, she died at the age of, uh, I believe, 82? No, 82. You're right, 82. Yeah, so, you know, that's a life lived right there. But, yeah. So uh, that's the end of the show, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Peace.